Welcome, this is episode 38. Today, I'm answering the question, what do you do when timeouts aren't working? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. This is Danae. Thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the Simple Families podcast, this is a question and answer style show. That means feel free to submit your questions to simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. And if you want to work one-on-one, you need a little extra support. I do offer coaching services. You can learn more about that at simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. Today we're talking about timeout, which is something that's come up in a few episodes before. I have a question from Stacy, and Stacy wrote, I'm enjoying the five-day mini course on cooperation, and I've been binge listening to your podcast. I'm also on the email list for the toy detox, which we're in desperate need of. But here's a question for the podcast. My little one just turned two, and when he gets mad and doesn't get his way, he'll often bite or hit. He only does this to my husband and I. He's never done it to anyone else so far. Every time he does it, we usually calmly tell him that he's going to time out. I don't know if the timeouts are working because he's still expressing his anger that way. He's getting in his last two molars, and I can't be sure if that has anything to do with it. He's otherwise a sweet and loving boy, so we're planning on keeping him. Stacy, I can assure you that your sweet and loving boy is very much normal. For anyone who's curious, I'll put a link to the cooperation mini course, which Stacy referenced into the show notes. You can find that at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 38. And you can find a whole lot more information on timeouts in episode eight of the podcast, where we spend a whole episode discussing that. So the fact of the matter, Stacy, is that your two-year-old is basically a caveman. He's grunting and using physical force to get his needs met because he doesn't have language. He doesn't have established, established language to ask for what he needs and to tell you what's going on in his head. He also has very low frustration tolerance, which is super typical of a two-year-old. So not only can he not verbalize what he needs and how he's feeling, but he also just doesn't understand it and it's all very overwhelming, which is why we get the quote-unquote terrible twos. So if you've heard me talk about timeouts before, you've heard me say that I don't really like timeouts. I think that timeouts are relied heavily upon for by parents because It's a strategy. It's something that they can do. And we feel really compelled to act and to do as parents. We feel like if we don't put a kid in timeout or if we don't have a strategy, that we're not doing anything. And if we don't do anything, we're not doing our job. The big problem with timeouts is that they are a form of punishment. They're a form of decreasing behavior. So if you want to decrease a behavior like biting, which we do, That's fine. Yes, of course, everybody wants less biting. So it seems like at first glance that punishment would make sense. The problem with using punishment on a two-year-old is that you're teaching him what not to do, but he doesn't know what he is supposed to do, which is why I very rarely recommend that we use punishment in timeouts with very young children. They need to learn new ways to cope with their behaviors. So timeouts are teaching them, no, don't do that, don't bite. But how should they handle their feelings? How are they, how are they going to cope with those big feelings? 
So when we're managing a behavior like biting with a toddler, I like to figure out what's driving the behavior. So generally, there are three things that drive behaviors. So one is attention. Two is trying to get access or trying to get something that they want. And three is trying to avoid something. You might find that your toddler bites for attention when you're distracted. So maybe you're on a phone call or you're on your phone, whatever it might be. If you get a spontaneous bite from your toddler, that's their way of asking for attention. Now, if they learn that as soon as they bite you, you'll look right to them and attend to them, then they're going to understand that biting works. Biting is a good strategy to use to get mom and dad's attention. Sometimes toddlers bite for access. They want to get something or they want to access something. So let's say you had a banana in your hand and your toddler wanted some of it and they might lean over and bite you as a way of trying to get you to give something to them. This behavior can also be to avoid. So let's say you were going to put your child down to bed and as soon as you put them down to bed, they bit you and they're trying to avoid going to bed. So once you figure out why your toddler's biting, then you can decide how you want to handle it. If your toddler's biting for attention, make sure that you're not giving them attention. If they're biting because they want to get something, make sure that you're not giving them that thing that they're trying to access. If they're biting to avoid something, such as you ask them to clean up their toys and they bit you and you put them in timeout, what happened there is they got out of cleaning up the toys. They got to avoid cleaning up the toys. Even though they went to timeout, I have to say as an adult, I think I'd rather be sitting in the corner than cleaning. And I'm sure there's many kids out there who would agree with me. So what I'm getting at here is that we have to make sure that the biting doesn't have a voice. We have to make sure that the biting isn't becoming this functional language for children. This is true, especially of children who are slowly gaining language skills. So around two, when they're first starting to get their words. By not giving the biting power and not giving the biting a language, we will be encouraging our kids to use their words instead. Now it's going to take time, not only for a child to develop better frustration tolerance and better ability to handle these feelings, but it's also going to take them time to learn how to talk and to learn how to use those words when they're feeling frustrated. So the takeaway for today is to be patient and to give it time and to make sure that the biting doesn't have a language and it's not functional for your children. But most importantly, don't be afraid to ignore it. Ignoring is actually a very good strategy for handling some behaviors such as this. I would venture to say it's actually far more effective than timeouts. Thanks for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please jump over to simplefamilies.com and click get started to join the email list. I look forward to staying in touch.